Hello, our beautiful parishioners. Welcome back to another episode of the Drunk Bible Study bonus bonus episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another bonus For episode, episode. Fifty-two. Yeah, wow, fifty-two episodes. That means an entire year if you've been listening every week, which hopefully you've been binging and just going like nuts, just going nuts on. Yeah, this. exactly. Yeah. But if you haven't, <laughs> if you've been really like you know taking your time and doing it every week, then welcome to one year of us. Um. Anyways, we're going to talk about a couple things, some uh, kind of down- Debbie Downer things a little bit. I guess I can start off with my Debbie Downer. Yeah, you Let's start, get the Debbie start... Downer out of the All way. Right, yeah. Okay, okay. End on a happier note. Yeah, we're going to talk about stoning real quick. We're going to talk about methods of execution in the Bible, just simply because uh, we were a little bit curious of this. Um, I didn't realize, but yeah, it's just basically the method of capital punishment uh, that happens most often in the Bible, and it seems like it usually happens in the section of the Bible that is, I guess, the Torah, which is the first five books, right? Is what you all said? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. So it's a lot, it's in there a lot, but I didn't realize. So the Talmud? Talmud. 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 Just Talmud. Okay, yes. what is the Talmud? What, explain this to me. The Talmud is basically like writings, uh, after the Torah, mm-hmm. but like writings kind of like clarifying and codifying the rules. Okay. Is, I mean, that's a terrible, terribly oversimplified way to explain it, but that's the basic gist. Well, this document or thing, or is it a book? Is it a, do- it a document? Uh, I'm sure it's been made into a book, but, okay. but it was, yeah. you know, at the time, like writings weren't in book form. Sure, sure, like, sure. All of this wasn't really book form originally. No, I guess that's true. Well, okay. Well, that describes four methods of execution, actually. So you were talking like, do they have a guillotine sort of thing? And I have no idea. But apparently, that is beheading is one of the ways that okay. one can be executed. Right, that's an option. Okay. Also strangulation. So oh. potentially not hanging, like hanging, yes. but it just says strangulation. And then stoning, of course, our old favorite. And then this one is particularly gruesome. Pouring molten lead down the throat of the <gasps> condemned person. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's an exciting one. That's yikes. Yeah. Uh. But um this uh talks about the list of persons who should be stoned. I'm wondering if like this just says to the following sinners stoning applies. And it has a lot of like normal ones. Most of them are to do with adultery of some sort. So it's like one who had relations with his mother. Okay. So Hamlet. Uh, no, I mean, not that Hamlet ever did, but he thought about it for sure. Um, with his father's wife. Okay. So also his mother or I guess his stepmother. Or stepmother. Yeah. Okay. With his daughter-in-law, uh, a human male with a human male. Very sad. That's, yeah, yeah. that is the thing. Or with cattle. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the same is the case with a woman who uncovers herself before cattle. Uh, so also a woman who has sex with cattle. Okay. I think that's, yeah. And that you've yeah. had sex what, yeah. with her, too? No, it just... It, just, I, okay. I interpret that as any woman who's had sex with... Okay. Yeah. So with a blasphemer, which we've talked about today. Okay. Yes. Someone yeah. who curses. An yeah. idolater... Yeah, like someone who worships idols. Ah, yes. I guess. Okay. Someone who's too into American Idol. Yes. Got to stone them. Yeah. Okay. He who sacrifices one of his children to Molech. Yeah, we covered that before. Yes, yes, we did. Okay. Okay. One that occupies himself with familiar spirits. Uh, yeah, that was kind of also with the sorcery and wizards. Okay. Well, we're gonna get more into that. Yeah. Uh huh. A wizard. 
Just oh, okay. Just period. a wizard. Just okay, period full wizards. stop. Right. Okay. Harry Potter. Look at this. Listen stone. to this. One who violates Sabbath. Uh, yes. Yikes. What if you accidentally like do a little bit of work? Like yeah. if you're just like going along your day and are like, oh, yeah, I forgot to do that thing over here. I'm going to sow this field somehow. <laughs> and then they're like. accidentally sow this field. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I lost track of the days. I thought, yeah. you know, like. To be fair, though, but think about it, though. I think it would be hard to lose track because it's yeah. like if everyone's Everyone else, observing yeah, the Sabbath, it'd be really hard for you to just slip up and be like, oh, I yeah, accidentally yeah. I suppose you're right, was out but, in the fields. But yikes. I mean, that's that's a big deal for that. Okay. So one who curses his father or mother. Wow. Okay. One who has assaulted a betrothed damsel. Oh. <laughs> damsel. Yes. Okay. A betrothed damsel. Oh boy. So, boy, yeah, okay. Oh, this is interesting. A seducer who has seduced men to worship idols. Mm. And and the one who misleads a whole town. A whole town. Okay. Um, and then it says a witch, male or female. What's yeah. the difference between a witch and a wizard? Uh, you know, I feel like it really depends where your definitions come from. Well, this is in the same book. <clears throat> And then finally, a stubborn and rebellious son. Yeah, that one's just like every every son's dead. That's yeah, it. Seriously, <laughs> like, every teenager. <laughs> every teenager yeah, stoned to death. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So basically, this says, as God alone was deemed to be the only arbiter in the use of capital punishment, not fallible people. Uh, this says the Sandarin or Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Is that a, I, I am not familiar with that. So it's kind of like the 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 judge the um the judicial body. Oh, okay. Is okay. That, the Sanhedrin. That, I ask sure. you. I'm going to ask you. Is uh, that right? Uh, so. It is. It is the sitting together, hence assembly or council. Uh, assemblies of either 23 or 71 rabbis appointed this to sit a as a tribunal in every yes, city. The Sanhedrin. Cool. Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay, so yes, the Sanhedrin made stoning a hypothetical upper limit on the severity of punishment. Okay. Yes. So maybe maybe like stoning applies to all these people, but it is if maybe if they're a first offender in some of these cases, like if they're rebellious the first time as a son, then maybe they're not going to okay. do that. But anyways, yeah, the, some of wow. these are kind of yeah. interesting, but now we know. The whole thing's sad and upsetting, though. So do we got anything happier to talk about? Like Jubilees? <laughs> Jubilee. Jubilee. What a funny subject to well, research, Jubilee. Can I quickly just make a little uh, aside? Uh-huh. So I was at work today and someone um, asked me, they were like, this pasta, this gluten-free pasta is super good. Can you, do you make it in-house? And I was like, I, we don't know. And she's like, can you go and check the, the brand? And I looked and the brand was Jubilee. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, it was, Beautiful. it was. And so I said that, I was like... It's Jubilee. And they were like, wow, I love that. I love that name. So here we are. And now if they come back, you'll be like, also, let me tell you about the origins of Jubilee. (laughs) All right. Well, please tell me, please. I will teach you. So it comes from the word Jobel, which means... Job? No, it means a ram's horn. (laughs) Jobel. Uh, Depressing. A A ram's ram's horn. horn. Okay. Which is the thing that you go around blowing. Yes. The loud ass trumpet Uh, that you go around blowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's Jubilee. I've Um, got the conch piggy. 
So, so yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh! Really? Like Are we gonna make this uh, a yeah. the Lord of the Flies yeah. thing? Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, oh, here's the thing: is in researching Jubilee, and again, this is like very surface level research. Okay. Um, there <laughs> Isn't is, all the research we do pretty yes, surface level yes, on this? Yes, correct. Correct. Uh, there is a lot of time and energy and effort that's been put into people trying to figure out. Was Jubilee supposed to be on the 50th year or the 49th year? Yeah. And such and such rabbit over here thinks for sure it's the 50th year, but then such and such rabbit over here is like, no, it's definitely the 49th year. But then like in this tradition, this text says it's probably the 50th year. Like there's a lot of energy going into figuring out which year is Jubilee supposed to be on? I yeah, I came across similar stuff in looking up things about the Sabbath year, mm-hmm. uh, where it's this thing of like, does that fiftieth year count toward the next seven, or is it an extra year? Yes, on top of the yes. other seven, and then the count starts over again at fifty-one. Well, so yeah, it's just like really, really, really confusing from the beginning, <laughs> really confusing from the very beginning. So I'm gonna give us a pass here when we all were like. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? So, um, I found this interesting blog post okay. called Five Myths About Jubilee. Mm, okay. okay. And this is written by one Dr. Art Lindsley. Now, I clicked on it. I was like, ooh, myths about Jubilee. I didn't even know there were myths about Jubilee. Yes. You know, like, yeah, what are these myths? Five myths debunked. And Sounds like something we'd in write. reading this article, it very quickly becomes apparent that this author wants you to know that Jubilee was none of this liberal BS that the kids are spouting about off these days. Uh, okay. okay. So, for instance, myth number one, oh, that Jubilee meant a forgiveness of debt. No, did not mean forgiving no. debt. No. There is no biblical basis for your student loan debt to be forgiven. Are you ridiculous? Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, Sounds I like a, yeah. um, This person owns stocks in... Uh, <laughs> One of those companies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Myth number two, that Jubilee involves a redistribution of wealth. No, there will be no redistribution of wealth in this land or in Israel or whatever. Redistribution. Redistribution. (laughs) You know what I meant. Uh, A redistribution of wealth where he's like, no, there's no biblical basis for redistributing wealth. And like his reasoning for it is kind of like, no, like the land was going back to the people who owned it originally. So like they always owned it. It was their wealth. Okay. It's not a redistributing of wealth. Um, okay. Uh, myth number three, that Jubilee shows the relative nature of private property, which is what I brought up of like, oh, this is an interesting way of handling private property. This right. I, And also of just handling the idea of owning property in general, this idea that uh, no, it's once you buy it, it's not yours permanently. Yeah, it goes back to an lease. origin source. Interesting. Um, and again, he kind of makes this argument of like, no, it's because it went back to like the original tribe. That means that that their private property rights were established permanently. So, uh, which which I did kind of bring up of like, mm-hmm. wait, but like this doesn't just go back to the state. It goes back to whoever owned it before. So whoever owned it at the beginning of this 50-year cycle, you own it forever. However, what he's arguing against is the interpretation that it's like that Yahweh owns the land. No one actually owns it. That's why you need to give it back to 
Yahweh did, but it's really, but like Yahweh owns it. But since my family had it before, it goes back to us. Well, whatever. It's okay. It just means we don't need to worry about socialism because Jubilee's not about that. Myth number four. What is it about? Myth number four that Jubilee leads to income equality. It does not. I mean, we don't want that. We do not want that. That is a ridiculous concept. There's no biblical basis for income equality. My goodness. <laughs> I like this <sighs> paraphrasing. I know. Dedeker is very <laughs> indignant right now. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just really fun. It was just. I was not expecting that this was going to be the, the tone way that of this, this article. Yeah, it's like, right. Don't you even think a thing is about all, it? Is <laughs> all. Um, don't you know? Yeah, this line here where he's like, the main purpose of Jubilee seems to be not forgiveness of debt or redistribution of land or income equality, but the preservation of the prosperity and the promised land that God had promised his people. So, what does that even for the rich only? Uh, the rich being able it to preserve their yeah. wealth. Wow, good. Yeah, wow. Cool. Cool, How bro. things okay. don't Hang ever on. change, okay? Yeah. However, Myth number five, that Jubilee is a universally applicable principle or that it applies to all people. Um, Okay. Which technically makes sense. That's like what we were talking about earlier where it's like, this was kind of written for the Jews by the Jews. You know, it's like the sojourners don't really get to participate in Jubilee or whatever. Um, But I think here this author's kind of making the argument of like, no, we don't need to do any kind of social welfare for immigrants. It doesn't apply to all people. God. That's that's yeah. Wow, what okay. a what a Debbie Downer. I don't yeah, know. I it thought makes you were sense. going to cheer us up with some yeah, Jubilee talk here. Well, I mean, I did <laughs> go down a little bit of a a rabbit hole on this author, Art Lindsley, and let me tell you, whoever it is you're imagining in your head. That's exactly what he looks like. Okay, so. Like Art Garfunkel, but not as fun. Not nearly as fun. Just like the whitest. I picture him looking oldest, like most evangelical man, like J.R.R. Martin. Oh no, J- beard though. J. Yes, it is R.R. Yes, yes. I was like George. George. George R.R. R. R. Martin. R. R. It's J.R.R. Tolkien. J.R.R. Tolkien. And George R.R. Martin. That just. They're, I can. I can. I just. Yes, you may. <sighs> yes. Authors with the whole like bunch of initials and then a name thing over it. I'm so freaking over yeah, it. Yeah, but like, Jace, this is a thing. I'm looking that, at you, listen, J.K. Jace, Rowling. I'm Jace. looking at she you, J.R.R. Tolkien. I'm looking at you, Jason. L. Ron Hubbard. Just stop JK, with the listen, whole letters. The, yes, the letters thing though is often the way that women are able to get around unconscionable bias in publishers not wanting to publish something written okay, by someone who has that Rowling, first name. You're yes. off the hook. Yes, she but is. J.R.R. Tolkien and George R.R. Martin, you're still on my list. Okay, okay this is what this man looks like. Oh, wow, that's goodness. not what I expected, actually. No, I think that See, is exactly what I expected. That's exactly what I expected. I thought that he had maybe glasses, but he kind of looks more sinister without Just them. Just a very white, very, very white evangelical looking man with a very intense look, very clean shaven, mm. so no beard. Oh, I see. Oh, is this... See, okay, interesting. So this man's more from the evangelical side of things, you think? That's my impression from going uh, down this kind of quick okay. research. He gives me the heebie-jeebies. Definitely. The heebie-jeebs. Yes. All right. Cheers. Anyway, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of funny that it's like... <laughs> Again... 
this idea of Jubilee where we're like, oh, interesting. It's like, and he's like, not interested. And like slaves, you know, get free. <laughs> no. And he's like, no. No, it's not interesting. <laughs> no, it's he's not the- nice to anybody except for the people who are still in power. Let's please, please let me, let please let us preserve the power that we have. Please, please, no, please, please listen. No, this is what the Bible Just, said, no, please. Listen, he's the definition of a party pooper. Yeah. Okay, yes. Jace, will you please bring us home with something a little bit more fanfare? <laughs> I will do my best so i uh, did some research on shemitah which oh. is the sabbath year so this ah. uh, every seventh year okay which is it also is the seventh year not the sixth year not the eighth year <laughs> this this one's pretty clear it's okay. the seventh year okay. jubilee less clear shemitah soup's clear cool um so it's the sabbath year also called the sabbatical year which oh. i think is where we get sabbatical for like oh, professors and stuff yeah, from yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that came from this. Yeah. Um, So this is, uh, you know, it's in the Torah, like we just read. um, And it's still observed in contemporary Judaism as well. Mm -hmm. Um, What's interesting about it is that um, over the years, the specific laws and like things within it have kind of been... uh, negotiated and different rabbis along the way have kind of like passed certain laws to allow certain things to happen and and stuff like that. So basically, basically the, the gist of it today is that cultivation techniques like watering, fertilizing, weeding, all that sort of stuff, um, may be performed as a preventative measure, Mm -hmm. but not to improve the growth of the plants. Okay. Additionally, any fruits or herbs that grow of their own accord where no one watches over them are considered ownerless and can be picked by anyone. Ownerless, okay. So there's lots of then, of course, laws to govern all of that. So what was kind of interesting about this, besides the fact that this gets mentioned, this whole Sabbath year gets mentioned a lot. It was in Exodus. Okay. That we already read. Yeah. In Leviticus here, it's also going to come up in the next episode. It's going to be in Deuteronomy, also in Jeremiah, in Nehemiah, in Chronicles, and in Kings. So this is going to come up a bunch throughout this. Interesting. Um, so here's what's kind of interesting, though, is that essentially, a- according to the laws, the l- it applies to land that's owned by Jews in the land of Israel. Okay. That's it. Land elsewhere doesn't count, and land not owned by Jews doesn't count. Huh. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And things not grown in the land also don't count. So here's some interesting exceptions for this. Um, okay, so, uh, for example, stuff grown in greenhouses. Oh, under some of these laws, that doesn't that's exempt from this. Wow, interesting. Because it's not in the land; it's yes. in pots yeah. in a greenhouse. Huh. Uh, hydroponics. Huh. they're not in land at all. Yeah, uh, which apparently hydroponics has become more and more popular recently because of this. Wow. Oh. Um, another thing is that there was a law put into place at one point. Um, gosh, I'm not going to be able to find it now that I want it. Um, but basically, there was a law put into place by a particular uh, rabbi basically saying that during this Sabbath year, 
you can sell your land just for a year to someone else. You still do all the harvesting. You still work the land. You still get the crops. And at the end of the year, you get it back from them. Mm -hmm. But they owned it. And so it wasn't owned by a Jew. So therefore, the laws don't apply to it. And you can continue to harvest your land like normal. Okay. So it was this thing that's gotten some controversy. Because some people are like, well, you're just kind of trying to circumvent this whole law. Sure. And the, I guess the, the argument for it was like this was a law that was specifically put into place as sort of a, a, um, like a, a, a stopgap measure for like when times are really tough. This is an option. This is a thing mm. that you can do, but we don't encourage it. And the rabbi who passed this law never actually used it for himself. Mm. But like that's kind of the idea is it's like, well, if you have to. You can do this. Ideally, you don't. Um, but there, there's other stuff like, so you know how in the sixth year, you're supposed to get a bunch of crops. Sure. And you save them up. Yeah. So you can still eat those crops. Um, but one of the things, uh, yeah, here, beur is the term for this. Um, so under the rules of the Shemitah, produce... <laughs> Produce can be stored as long as plants of that same species that are sprouting on their own are available to animals in the fields. But once that species is no longer available, like if the animals have eaten it all up, yeah. then whatever you have in storage, you have to remove it from your storage and make it ownerless and available to anyone who wants to come along and take it. Um, however... Again, the specifics of this law was that you had to put it out on, like, on the sidewalk, uh-huh. out on the street, and you had to tell three people you were not related to okay. that it was there <laughs> oh my goodness. and give them a chance to take it. Wow. And if they don't take it, you can then put it back in your You're storeroom. You're just like wow. knocking on doors. Like, excuse <laughs> like, me. Like, hey, hey. Excuse yeah. me. You don't really want this, but I'm hey. going to talk to you about it. I'm just going to tell you that there's a thing. It's not a very good there, thing. Right. According to just talking to you about it. <laughs> yeah. Please yeah. don't take it. Please don't take this. But you, but you, you are can. entitled you really to it. You can. Yeah. That's funny. The, the Orthodox Union describes the contemporary application as um, it is permissible to choose three people whom one knows will not claim the produce for themselves, <laughs> even if they are legally entitled to. Gracious. Wow. Well, yeah. all right. I mean, so, sure, let's do it that way. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff. And then there was a whole thing about the debate about like when they actually fall, does the 50 years restart the seven-year count, all of that sort of stuff. But apparently the most recent Jubilee year was in 2014. Oh. oh. So just, just recently. So we've got got some time the the cost of property is high right oh, now yeah, because you're wait. gonna have it for a while yeah. so yeah, wow yeah, yeah. amazing you know a good time to buy if you really want it for the investment but bad time to buy if you just want something cheap for a few years all right so. well good to know <laughs> uh anyway uh, this is fascinating I, I would love if any of you know more about this stuff uh, we've gotten some great tweets from listeners in the past yeah. giving us more information on these things We'd love to hear more of that, or we'd love for you to post that on our Patreon. Um, So thanks for hanging out with us for this bonus episode, and we'll see you next week.